The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, a spectacular display on Saturday night saw Katie Taylor write the record and become a two-weight undisputed champion. Off the ball, Kath- off the balls, Kathleen McNamee joins me now to go through the fight and the rest of the weekend sport. Undisputed by everybody except the judges. A weird judging decision. A disparity of a six-round loss versus a draw by one judge. Yeah, it was very strange. So as you say, it was 95-95 with one judge, then 98-92, and then 96-94. So they seem to all be watching slightly different fights, which I know sometimes uh, judging in boxing isn't known as the most, uh, well... Sometimes not the most legal thing, but also not also the most consistent thing either, which is kind of what we saw in this case. I think she definitely, for me, throughout most of the fight, looked like the stronger and more consistent fighter. I think she, compared to the last time that she um, competed against Cameron, she'd really got her feet right. She wasn't letting Chantal Cameron get the jabs in at her at the same way as she was. And she, she brought it to her from the outside. And she brought it to her from the outside. It was Cameron had that cut as well for a lot of the fight. And you could kind of see like Cameron's people in the corner they seemed to know halfway through the fight that things weren't really going her way because you could kind of hear them shouting at her to like not think about the referee, don't think about what's going on, get those jabs in a little bit more. So they could see that obviously the stuff that undid Katie Taylor the last time wasn't happening in the same way this time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a great fight. It looked like an incredible atmosphere there. Much different, I feel like, compared to the first time around. Like Katie Taylor shortened her ring walk. We obviously saw loads of great victories for Irish people just before that as well, which I think really added to the atmosphere in general. So yeah, all eyes are on what happens next. Will she get her fight in Croke Park? Well, I see Eddie Hearn already putting pressure on the GAA saying that they're more expensive than Wembley and they need to drop their prices. Yeah, well, that was always his line whenever the thing was happening and he called after the fight for parody for boxing and I was like, well, technically every other sport gets charged the same amount if you do want to compete um, in Croke Park. But something we've talked about a bit on Off the Ball is, well, why not look at somewhere like the Aviva? I mean, Katie Taylor is a former Irish soccer star. You know, I know she didn't ever play in the Aviva because we only got the first game there this year, but it would be like a big win for the FAI if they could also like jump on that bandwagon, a bit of good press, which I'm pretty sure they won't say no to. Although I suppose there is also the added uh, complication of them sharing that with the IRFU and they're already <laughs> hard to get You'd around. figure the GAA though would start to see the way the mood music is going on this and think it might be a bit of a propaganda coup to be seen to be helpful, Well, that's no? the thing, like it... It, it does seem weird in my head and I think maybe the only reason why that propaganda coup hasn't happened yet is because Eddie Hearn has been so like the GA are too expensive like Wembley isn't like this and Irish people don't really like that when an English man comes in and says well you know you're a bit expensive for my taste Wembley is better and I think for that reason alone that's why they've kind of got away with it so far but there's going to be massive pressure for this to happen now and uh, and then the next question is well who is it that she actually fights does she go for round three with Chantal Cameron oh, she, has will to, it be? she has to do the two out of three well, Amanda she? Serrano was first out whenever the fight was over and she was like I'm ready to go in Croke Park and people have been calling for that one as well so it's going to be really interesting to see which way she does go with it Well we're talking about weekend sport we have to talk about Manchester United and Everton in part because uh, the, the um, uh, Garnacho goal has now been played since this show started 765,000 <laughs> times on Sky News the world seems to have reached consensus this is the greatest goal since sliced bread I think so and like it couldn't have come at a worse time for uh, Everton in the sense that like there was a massive protest before the game it was like one of the biggest protests that they've ever seen outside the Goodison there was a really like 
good feeling around the ground that you know fans were trying to make a difference down up to the Premier League and the atmosphere was like an absolute cauldron and then two and a half minutes in Garnacho goes and does that and I suppose at least you could say at least it was Garnacho who's like a really interesting young player but uh, it was some kick from him like I don't know how he managed to get the power behind it this is like it's one thing being able to do an overhead yeah, bicycle get a foot kick. to it and hope yeah, it dribbles in exactly but this was like a powerful powerful strike um, so yeah an absolutely great goal from him really disappointing result for Everton I think a lot of people felt like they were going to come out fighting after the charges that were levelled against them last week but Manchester United fans will be very very happy and of course City in a uh, one-all draw with uh, Liverpool leaving them what second place one point above Liverpool isn't it yeah exactly Um they are well Arsenal are actually top of the table at the moment so on 30 points and then it's Man City and then it's Liverpool on 28 so there's only a point separating the three of them at the moment uh, goal from the one and only Erling Haaland who's now the fastest Premier League player to reach uh, 50 goals ever so that's obviously very impressive from him and at the least of what we expect considering the sort of numbers that he has been racking up over the last season and a bit um, but yeah that was a great result for them and then also a big result for Newcastle as well beating Chelsea 4-1 because Chelsea have been on the up a little bit recently so people thought that Newcastle might cause them a bit of trouble but uh, or that they might cause Newcastle a bit of trouble but none to be had and then Aston Villa beating Tottenham 2-1 as well Tottenham the first side in Premier League history to win their first six matches and then lose the following three it's a really random fact while we're talking <laughs> um, record books Max Verstappen then in the F1 extending his record now 19 wins in a season yeah Verstappen has just been absolutely crazy this season um, I mean there's been so many times that I've been on here chatting away to Pat about it and he's obviously a massive F1 fan and even he's just kind of like I don't know what to say anymore because you know it's just what you expect from him every single weekend he's going to go out he's going to win so at the end of the season now the championship was sewn up like weeks back at this stage so I I think it was very much more a case of going out on a high for him more than any big drama or any big celebration being made about it I think everyone had just accepted a couple of weeks ago that he'd won it and he'd won it well which is a shame for the sport I like you always want to see a bit of competition but um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do next season to see will they bring in any although changes. you get those sort of periods I mean you get like the, the middle of the Schumacher years like the middle of the Senna years there is a period where somebody becomes so dominant that you just oh yeah and everyone will probably win. look back on it and they'll look back at the highlights and be like oh wasn't that great when in reality it's kind of boring in the moment before we go, we should also uh, acknowledge the uh, death of Terry Venables passing away at the age of 80, who I discovered this morning had played uh, briefly League of Ireland at one point. Oh, really? That. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I think Shane was saying that on breakfast this morning. That's There There you go. El Tell. Uh, yeah, he had suffered from a long illness, I think. So I don't think there was any massive surprise over his passing. But very sad. I mean, 500 appearances for Chelsea, Tottenham, QPR and Crystal Palace, which is really impressive. And it's actually even more impressive that his real mark came as a coach rather than as a player with that sort of amount of appearances um, so he also managed Palace and QPR and then also obviously England and Barcelona and Tottenham as well so he had some career Kathleen thank you so much that is Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ballroom The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.